Kia ora everybody, you are listening to the New Zealand Powerlifting Podcast. Uh, for today's episode, we are going to preview the NZPF National Championships for 2022. This recording is going to be split into two separate episodes. This first episode that you're listening to now is going to cover the sub-juniors, juniors and masters. And in the second episode, we preview the open lifters um during the recording some of the audio came out a bit funny i've had to uh post recording try and fix it up a little bit and even out the audio and in that process some of the stuff that was quieter when we were recording is now a little bit louder so you can hear um me stupidly put my heater on and about the uh about 20 minutes in I think for about an hour or so and it's uh, a bit of a dull humming in the background so I apologize for that but you should still be able to hear everyone talk and um, basically the crux of what we're saying um, so apologies about that but that aside everything else went pretty smoothly so without further ado let's get underway with the episode kia ora and welcome to the New Zealand powerlifting podcast for those of you that are first-time listeners, uh, this is a podcast based on powerlifting in New Zealand, predominantly in the NZPF, where we generally like to uh, preview competitions that go on in the NZPF. So we haven't done one of these for a while. Uh, it's been a couple of years. Uh, last year, the NZPF preview was done through the back to square quan podcast um so it's been a while and um there's been a few changes since the last podcast and uh, this time around i have two new co-hosts that will be helping me preview the nationals for 2022 so let me introduce you to my two new co-hosts i know you've all been uh Desperately waiting to find out who they are. So to the left of my screen, I have 2015 Junior National Champ, 2016 Junior National Champ, and Oceania Junior Champ from 2016, who's actually probably been powerlifting longer uh, than most of us have actually been lifting. So unless you uh, haven't already guessed it, that is Jack Tan. Give us a give us a big kia ora, Jack. Kia ora, guys. Thanks for having me on board, Jason. I think it's just really great that you've got like two of the best lifters in New Zealand. Hey, don't give away the other one yet. <laughs> it, always, it always sucks when your business partner bitches you away. Yeah, well, used to it, eh? All right. And then to the right of my screen, we have... Uh, let me pull up my notes here real quick. Actually, I didn't make any. I think, let me guess. I'm going to do it off the top of my head. 2017, 18, 19, 20 national champ. And 2018 junior world champion. And uh, 2022 fourth place getter at IPF world champs. E.B. Corrigan, a.k.a. The Champ. 2022 Twitch streamer. (laughs) 
Oh yeah, and if you're watching this, then yeah, she's uh, about to start a Twitch stream. Just adding, you know, another credential to my to my name. <laughs> How are you, Evie? I'm good. I'm really excited to do um, a very different kind of podcast. Talk about yeah. everyone else's lifting. Yeah, I'm sure you're used to. You know, everybody asking you about your lifts, so it'll be and nice nobody to. Nobody cares about what I'm doing, and we get to talk about everyone else. Hurrah. Yeah, so as Evie kind of alluded to, today we're going to run through the 2022, it's kind of hard to say, 2022 NZPF Nationals. Um, it's actually, I think, the biggest Nationals the NZPF has hosted ever. I actually went through and had a look. I think I even did like a little spreadsheet on it and I never even, well, maybe I did. I can't even remember. I think every year we're getting bigger and bigger. I don't think we've gone, we've gone backwards. Yeah. I think no. there was one year that we may have um, split with, you know, a certain other federation. We might have we gone backwards. We can say backwards. that, yeah. We'll power We're honest. <laughs> we, went, we went backwards after that slightly, I think. But yeah, we're the firmly on the up and up now. 2019 was a small drop. And then, if I'm not mistaken, I think we went up in 2020 when we were at Christchurch, hosted by CPA, and then we've jumped up even more this year. Actually, to be honest, I thought the numbers would be a little bit higher. I think we're about 256 or something like that. Um, I and I kind of that. I think I thought I thought it was going to be higher too, but um, yeah, that's right. somewhere in that range. It's it's definitely the largest ever, so it's still going to be a massive event. So we wanted to, well, I wanted to at least build a little bit of a hype around the the event and just kind of give everyone an idea of what the fuck's going on because I think uh, it's been hard to keep track of powerlifting, especially like in New Zealand over the last few years, especially when we didn't have a um, a national champs last year. So I actually want to get your guys' perspective on that before we go into this year. So obviously, for those of you that don't know, uh, in 2021, nationals was intended to be hosted by southern powerlifting down in invercargill we got through day one we got through the masters lifting and during the lifting new zealand as a whole went into a level four lockdown and essentially everyone was sent home well kind of sent we didn't end up going home but everyone was locked down as of the next day and the whole event was cancelled um we tried to I guess optimistically uh, reorganize another event. We kind of had planned to host it later in the year in Auckland, but obviously, um, you know, if you're if you're in New Zealand, you'd know that that lockdown ended up going <clears throat> for quite a bit longer, um, all the way up until December. So, I actually want to get just to give like a little bit of context behind everything. Like, I'd like to get your guys just like feelings with how all that went, and you know, kind of how how that affected the way you guys were training and how you just like approached and felt about powerlifting and how that's kind of developed into where you are now and how you're feeling going into this nationals. Cause I'll be honest, like I thought I was very skeptical with where powerlifting in New Zealand was going to be this year. I thought the numbers would be down a lot. Um, there's kind of extenuating circumstances that have bumped that back up, but yeah, I'm keen to hear from both of you. So, like, Jack, I, I'd be keen to hear your thoughts on that because obviously you've done a lot of national champs before and, you've, yes. you know, you've spent a lot of time in the sport. 
that prep was probably one of the best preps I've ever had. Like just every week, boom, boom, smashing all my numbers. Um, no injuries, like feeling good. And then, yeah, like it was pretty soul crushing to have it canceled and then like not have, have nothing to show for it, not knowing like what, what I achieved from that prep. Um, however, you mentioned like how it affected me going into the following year. After being locked in for about three months, you know, I couldn't wait to get back and start training. So I don't think, it, if, if anything, it like gave me more fire to train. And like, yeah, so going into this year, I, to be honest, like I, I actually wanted to do Auckland's and the only reason I didn't do it was no one was doing Auckland's and I didn't want to be the only person to do Auckland's. So opted out of that to do North Island's. Great North Island's. <laughs> yeah. Jack. Um, Evie, can you pull your microphone away from your mouth a little bit? It's just like, can hear you breathing. (laughs) In case everyone wants to know what that is. He's a mouth breather. Yeah, Evie's Evie's, heavy breathing. Uh, Maybe just a little bit more. Yeah, I think your head's too small. (laughs) Hi, John. Can you stop? Can you tell Evie to stop uh, breathing so heavily? Breathing. (laughs) Breathing too heavily. Um. Yeah, so I think that's that's interesting, Jack. Like, I you know I think that is probably testament to just how long you've been in the sport as well. I mean, like, what ten years yeah. now? Uh, nah, I. Well, it's on open powerlifting. It's got your first comp in twenty twelve. Twelve. Yeah. Ten years. In, it was the end of twenty twelve, so it would be my. Ah, oh, yeah, fair. So, like, yeah. you know, it, it makes sense that you'd stay in it because you know you've you've always done it basically. Yeah, and like, I guess, yeah, a lot of people, I wouldn't say a lot, but yeah, some people were heavily demoralized and didn't come back. Mm. Um, and that's not surprising. Um, you know, it's, especially when you've like <laughs> invested so much like mentally and physically into it. And it's like, you've got nothing to show for it. It's like, what have I done for the last year? You know, so it's very understandable. Mm. Evie, how about you? Um, I think similar, similarly to Jack, it was a really good prep going in, so it was pretty um, frustrating to, yeah, not really get to express that strength. But, And I think also we all kind of thought that it wasn't going to be as long as it was. Like no one expected it to be that long. So there was that feeling of like, oh, yeah, maybe we will get to hold a comp. Maybe we will get a chance. And then like um, having that taken away um i mean it kind of killed my i was lucky like we were lucky we had some gear so we i was still training but it definitely sort of killed my motivation and i ended up at like 61 kilos so (laughs) that sort of changed things a bit um coming back the next year um but i think you know we've had several years of disrupt disruptions now and that's Definitely, like, there are probably some people who may not come back at all. But I think as we start to get into the swing of things again, more and more people are going to come back and start competing. And um, it's I think it's yeah. only going to be up from here. Are you guys, like, are you seeing that? I'm, like, pers- I'm just actually realizing as I'm talking, I probably should introduce myself because there's so many new lifters now that they probably don't even fucking know who I am. <laughs> I should shouldn't shouldn't expect them to know my know who I am. Anyway, don't worry about that. Um but like I'm seeing or at least like kinda at the start of the year I saw quite a few people who dropped off 
as competition started to happen again and like a bit of momentum start to regather and powerlifting, people were coming back. Um, not everyone. We lost a few, but you know, we lose a few people anyway. So like, do you guys find you're seeing that? Like it's just starting to pick up again, you know, with like worlds happening. Like, I think that was a big one as well. That got a lot of people yeah. motivated, which was awesome to see. And obviously having New Zealand back competing was huge. Um, yeah. I mean, even with that sort of like, I guess it felt, it felt almost like a little bit too soon to be sending a team to worlds just because there were still quite a few restrictions and like, it was quite late for us to know for sure that we were going to be able to go and come back. But I think the the bonus of that has definitely been that like it's lit a fire under a lot of people being like, actually, Worlds is back on. Like, I want to go next year, so I need to get my A into G and start competing so that I can qualify. Yeah, I think I 100% agree. And I, I just like even saw that with people that I work with was like, they're like, I want to do that. <laughs> you know, this looks awesome. Um, and I think you didn't see that last year because there weren't Kiwis competing. And I think it's just like, you know, you see someone at your local competition or you see them at nationals and then you see them like on the live stream at Worlds and it's like, it's a bit more real. You're like, I know that person. I could do that. You know, and it's kind of inspiring, I guess, in a sense. It is, it is very inspiring, especially when you got like all the production value and you got the commentators talking about them and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Hype of it. it. It opens up, it widens people's opportunities, like what what's possible. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. It's a good way of looking at it. I was saying in terms of overall participation, um, from like GS's perspective, like we are packed, man. There's yeah. so many new people like getting into the sport, um, so much fresh blood, people like super enthusiastic. So no, I don't think it's dying, dying at all. Like it's, mm. yeah. And actually, I mean, we can even just look at the novice comp that was held recently and like having to cap numbers, which you could speak to more, um, Jason, <clears throat> but yeah, like... <laughs> Yeah, at, at, at sort of like both ends of the spectrum, like so many new people coming into the sport, but also so many people wanting to go to that high level as well. Yeah, I think it's really actually interesting the sort of traction that we got for that novice comp. So we had a uh, novice competition, which is like what we do in Auckland. Actually, all federations do that, don't they? Um, to an extent, yeah. Yeah, to an extent. And uh, we had 80 people over one day where we usually get like 40 or 50 max. Um, and it was just basically all new people, which was completely unexpected and awesome at the same time. But it was a, it was really interesting to see just how much that had, like how much traction that competition got. So I think that was a, you know, that was a big unexpected sort of occurrence over the in the course of this year, I just didn't expect to see that yet. I thought maybe, you know, give it a year or so, but uh, to see that booming already was really interesting. And I actually want to touch on that towards the end. But um, yeah, so, so the reason why I wanted to bring that up is just to kind of like provide a little bit of context before we talk about this year's nationals. Because I do think, like, I don't want to say people have been disadvantaged going into this year's nationals, but it hasn't been, and you know, everyone in the world's in this sort of situation, but it's been a really fucking rocky road for a lot of people. Uh, and I think alongside that, you know, even more recently, like is a lot of sickness going around the country. <laughs> like if, you know, if you're listening to this and you're doing nationals and you haven't been sick yet, you're probably in the minority. 
like, you know anyone that hasn't got COVID yet, like a powerlifter? Uh, Everyone's had it. If you're listening to this podcast and you're not competing, you can take a drink every time we say this person got COVID or this yeah. in the comments below if you haven't got COVID yet. Because legitimately, like it's hit everyone, and I know a lot of people have been like, you know, just kind of. Uh, like really put off by it thinking that you know like oh they're not going to perform optimally because they got COVID or they got the flu seems to be going around a lot as well mm. and I think you know what I've said to a lot of my lifters is like fuck you know everyone's getting this so you you were all kind of playing the same game here and I wouldn't like you know don't let it throw you because you were all we're all dealing with shit and you know really does a prep for a competition go perfect anyway but obviously COVID's just like another spanner in the works. So yeah, I just wanted to kind of like touch on that because, you know, we'll, we'll probably talk about some people that haven't made a whole lot of progress, you know, maybe from like even 2020 and it's not to shit on them or anything. It's just like, you know, there's a lot of shit that's been going on in those couple of years. Uh, like myself, for example, I haven't even been able to fucking lift anything heavy over the last couple of years just because training has been so all over the place and trying to rehab an injury is really hard when it's just inconsistent. Um, so, I think you're probably one of the lucky ones if you have been able to make um, consistent progress over the last couple of years. 100%, yeah. And, and you know, the other thing is we've seen a lot of people just come out of nowhere, which is maybe not so much out of nowhere as it seems because of the fact that we haven't been able to compete as much and things like that. So, yeah, I think, you know, all those things aside, it's um, it's going to be a really good national. So without further ado... We're going to go ahead and get stuck into this. So how are we going to do it this year? And if you are, for some reason, watching this on YouTube, you'll kind of see the uh, the nominations there on your screen. So we're going to kind of upload this to probably, or I'm going to definitely upload it to Spotify and potentially Apple Podcasts as well if I can get that going. But we'll probably upload it to YouTube as well, just so you can follow along if you want. Um, it's just a bit easier to have a look at the nominations but what we're going to do is we're going to go through every session chronologically um, so we'll start with the Monday morning and we'll finish with Friday morning If I'm, yeah that's right so without further ado let's uh, go ahead and get stuck into it so um, I guess actually before I go too far the competition itself is running so we're recording this on the 27th of July, which is Friday 22nd? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is Friday, basically, we have all of next week, and then the weekend, and then the competition starts. Fuck, that um, was Yeah, I know. It's soon, eh? And then, uh, yeah. You were going to be for like, 20 days straight <laughs> bro you don't have 20 days <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah the comp will run from monday through to friday and it's hosted by wellington central powerlifting association i got that wrong a few times in the live stream in 2020 actually when we were um commentating evie and um I kept getting ripped out because I kept saying central districts, which was a, a big fuck up on my half, behalf. But um, Wellington Central Powerlifting 
association are hosting and i'm very excited actually to see how it's all going to play out because it's so far it seems like it's been really well run and um we haven't seen a raw nationals ever in the central district um you know since the kind of raw era basically uh, am i right in saying that jack you just said central districts oh well, fuck yeah, I mean, in the, in the, for 10 years i've been lifting i haven't yeah um maybe they used to do like equipped back yeah in the day. yeah but yeah i think I, I haven't been down there for nationals and i've been wanting to go down there well specifically wellington but yeah <laughs> Close not gonna lie we were all hoping for wellington but it's all right palmerston north it is i can imagine like venue hireage and stuff in wellington is probably have you guys been to palmy no no last time i was in palmy was 2011 for volleyball nationals hey 11 years later let's go returning <laughs> returning champ how'd you go at volleyball yeah they got destroyed <laughs> okay anyway let's kick this shit off so first session we're going to cover is the sub junior and junior females and then they're going to lift in group a oh sorry yeah all sub juniors and juniors up till 52 and 63 and then in group b is going to be the rest of the junior females so uh, like just kind of full disclosure we will spend a little bit more time covering the open categories just because that's where the majority of the competition lies but there is a few things to note definitely um, within these earlier sessions. So uh, before I get stuck into it, does anyone have any comments on this session? Any notes that they made? Yeah, I, I do. But how do you want to do it? Do you just want to be like any notice, noticeable people that stand out? Yeah, basically in these earlier sessions, yeah. And then when we get into the more competitive stuff, we'll kind of get some yep. hot takes on who might win and who might place where. Cool. I can so close in off. In the, in the sub-junior women, there's only four, but I think what we're really looking for here is who's the pick for best overall sub-junior. Um, and both Yasmin and Xaviera, I'm really hoping I said that right, um, are pretty close on points. They're only like a point away from each other. But I suppose the thing to note is that Yasmin's much is a quite a new lifter, whereas Xaviera, for her you know being very young only 16 she's already had several years of competing under her belt so it's probably likely that yasmin might have um put quite a bit more on her total at nationals yeah obviously like not much depth to the sort of sub juniors and uh i think it's kind of interesting like the there's there's a there's a pretty serious like i mean this session is all sub junior and junior females and it's it's lacking a bit there's not a lot of depth in the juniors or the sub junior females um something to note obviously for the juniors is two of our highly ranked junior females will be not competing because they're going to junior worlds so yeah which is dana dana yearly and maddie mccoy yeah yeah i mean it's definitely lacking in those two who i think would be pushing for um that best junior spot but just on the sub juniors yeah i think um yeah, Xavier is, I think that's how you say it. She's been around for quite a while. I remember her at 2019 Nationals in Auckland. Um, so, yeah, chance of progression there's probably a little bit lower. But I think Yasmin, uh, who's coached by Denzel, she's 
got a really good deadlift so if if, if that's kind of what she's looking for then she'll probably have an opportunity to pull for best sub junior um i think she has like the national record at 170 and um yeah i'm sure she'll be looking to improve upon that i think from what i could see it doesn't sound like her training like has been blowing up or anything i think she pulled about 165 the other day and um yeah i'm sure she'll just be looking to kind of solidify those numbers at nationals and probably take out best sub junior as well any takes there jack not, not for me for this. Not, uh, not for, for me for this. <laughs> yeah, cool. So, what about the uh, juniors? You got much there? Yeah. So, I mean, the person that stands out for me here is Zoe. She used to train out of GS. Um, I think she's put in just kind of like low nominations there, but I put down here that she's potentially she got potential to break the squat record, which is at one fifty five at the moment. And also the deadlift record, which is 170.5, which is actually Veronica's. Mm. I've seen her hit 150 um, yeah, in training she, on her story. Yeah, so. Yeah, but I think. I, reach. I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to. I mean, we're going to get into it eventually. I think that the depth is like quite borderline, so that's one thing that I would be. I think she's got know, looking like, like she. she <laughs> She's definitely got the strength, but I think she needs to be squatting a bit deeper. Um, so hopefully she has that sorted on the day. I mean, I agree. I think I think Zoe's strong as shit. Uh, she's pretty seasoned as well, which is going to help. Like I know, like her, like squatting has always kind of been a bit borderline, um, but she's managed to usually pull it through. So I expect her to kind of rely on that that sort of experience, but she does train at home it's easy to kind of like start to get into bad habits when you don't have other people kind of holding you accountable um i think is she still coached by john she is yeah so john will be on to her about it and he's going to be looking at it on the day as well so i think i think you know if i'm not mistaken and i'm going to say this quite a bit throughout the the podcast um if I'm recalling correctly, I think she's had a few issues kind of recently that has kind of slowed her progression up. I think those numbers there that are nominated, which are 137.5, 80, 162, I'm sure she'll go past that. I think she pulled like 165 the other day or something along those lines. And like uh, Jack was saying, she's got a 150. So I think she's going to blow 380 out of the water. But I think in terms of like topping her best ever numbers, I think it's going to be kind of around there. Uh, just and I, I, you know, I think that's just kind of the way it is at, with her training at the moment. And that's a it's something we should keep in the back of our, uh, keep in the back of our minds is that the turnaround from North Islands to Nationals wasn't actually that long. So for a lot of people, they're probably not going to do more than their like nominated totals. That's my take. You don't have to agree with it, but that's going to be my take. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. Just to discuss like points a bit and like who's going to take out the best overall junior woman. Um, Zoe's sitting at eighty three point two two GL points, um, which is like pretty comfortable in front of um, the other junior women. But that said, there's. Um, Rowenia Luca from Waikato, who's at 81, 
and Charlotte Worley from Southern, who's at 80, but she just posted a 450 training total on her um, Instagram. And it looked pretty tidy to me in terms of like comp standard, which would put her points around 85. So there could potentially be a bit of um, competition there. Yeah, I saw that. Is it 450? Because what I saw was from Charlotte. This is Charlotte Woolley from Southern. Mm. So she's nominated 155, 95, 175, and she's in the under 84 kilo class. I saw 175, 105, and 180. So that's like, what, 20, 30, 35 kilos on top of that, which is what's that, fucking 460? So she's my pick for best for best junior yeah so i i'm thinking that she's gonna come through and like make make a bit of a name for herself in that 84 class which is awesome um so i'm uh that was my thought also yeah so i would have put more chips on ra um but i have the inside word that she hasn't been able to train very consistently at the moment um so it's yeah gonna be maybe a bit harder for her to bring out a big total capable of taking the best overall and um kind of actually in line with what jack was saying ra so she's she's from world powerlifting originally right she's uh well i she was i I looked at it on um (laughs) open powerlifting not open ipf and um i think what she did at north islands is 49 kilos on her best ever total so like she's made huge progression from whatever it was i don't even know what the comp was before that i think she like sandbagged a novice comp but then there was like a proper world powerlifting comp before that so that massive gain that she made kind of says to me that there's not going to be another massive gain like i mean she'd be lucky to but I, I remember her wa- watching her lift at uh, North Islands and I was like fuck this chick's strong because she was she was yeah. blowing stuff up she squatted 184 95 and deadlifted 190 and this is in the open class but you know still those numbers are pretty nutty which is uh, which is really cool and she's only 21 and um, by the way the Charlotte that we were talking about before she's only 20 and Zoe's only 19 so I mean these 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 ladies are like all very young yeah yeah so it's, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out, but my call or my pick is Charlotte to take out Best Junior. Probably, based off what you're saying, I'd take Zoe second and then mm. probably Ra third. Mm. What do you guys reckon? We're too like-minded. I mean, that was that was my pick as well. <laughs> yeah, well, I think it's the obvious pick. I did not do any research into points, so... <laughs> Hard pass. Yeah, hard pass. Keep Either way, it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be more exciting than people um, give it credit. But it's yeah. a shame, it's it's a shame to not see Dana and Maddie um, in in there as well. Yeah. We'll get to watch them at Worlds. So. Yeah. So yeah, they'll be competing at Worlds, which will which will be good. I mean, I'm really excited to see what comes of Maddie over. I mean. I, don't, I only don't say Dana because I know Dana and you see her training all the time and stuff like that but like Maddie's just kind of come out of nowhere eh, and really really blowing up which is uh, credit to you is it not Evie? <laughs> I don't think being her coach credit to it to, to be honest I mean she's she's one of those people that sort of just naturally 
takes really well to not just, I mean, training, but also just like she has a very much an athlete mindset and she's really good at getting the most out of herself and staying really level-headed on comp day, which is not at all something that I could have taught her because I am not that kind <laughs> of lifter. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah. I'm, I'm keen to see how she goes. I think she's one just to keep an eye on her, especially if she makes her debut in the Open at some point, maybe next year. It'd be cool. Uh, anyway, let's move on to session two. By the way, this uh, this website from WCPA is awesome, so shout out to uh, whoever whoever teed that up. Pretty, pretty solid. And you, and you can see all the links to, like, YouTube and Goodlift on it. Um. So, in the... I should really have the other sheet up. Bear with me one second. Um, so, yeah, in, in session two on the Monday, we have all sub-junior men, and we have... This is what I'm just trying to figure out. One second. We have all sub-junior men, and we have the juniors... Yeah, so 59 all the way up to 83. So... What do we have in this one, team? Anything that sticks out? Obviously, sub junior is going to be same sort of scenario where we're just looking realistically at like best overall subby for the men. Um, so, how did you guys come out with that one? <laughs> it's really funny um, trying to like look like research juniors, sub juniors lifting on Instagram because a lot of them have private Instagram accounts which I was like initially annoyed and was like oh why are their accounts private I can't see what they're lifting because <laughs> they're 18 like, they are children though so like that's why are you fair enough at children, you shouldn't be doing that anyway so someone I could find on Instagram <laughs> was uh, Zach Cummings from Canterbury but to be fair most of what I saw he's just very very jacked so um yeah, let's let's talk about this baby three class because this is a this is pretty ridiculous, right? Like a two forty squat, one thirty bench, two sixty five deadlift. Like that's pretty good for the open. Out out of the standards anyway. Um, this guy's a sub junior. <laughs> yeah. So, you know what's even cool is like there's five sub junior men. Mm. Like, uh, sorry, in the eighty three my bad like purely in the 83 class there's actually five sub juniors which is pretty cool so there's like you know a level of depth to this class but um in the sub juniors i think you know the the battle for best overall sub junior might actually come out or end up being the battle for the 83 sub junior title so in the 83 subbies we have zach cummings from Canterbury and we have Thomas Scanlon from Waikato now we saw Thomas at uh, North Island yeah 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 when he, when he came out with a, an opener of 270 me and Jason looked at each other and we were like that's a fake opener this guy's not pulling 270 and he pulled yeah yeah so basically like it's gonna be a case of well, actually, I can't really talk down Zach's deadlift, but it will probably be like squat versus the deadlift. So Zach is a very proficient squatter. Um, I think I saw him... He put up a video yesterday or maybe the day prior, and he did 250 for a single in the squat, which is ridiculous for a sub-junior. 
um, but then the video cut out and I'm not sure if I missed the second part of the video like maybe I watched it too soon or not but he went for a double and I don't know if he got it or not and I'm like I really want to know of 250 bro he does crazy rep work I'm pretty sure he did like 240 for like 4 or something well I don't know something like that it was it was it was pretty nutty like he's um, he's his, he's like just balls to the wall sort of training it's it's actually kind of awesome um, yeah every session I love it and then and, and he's been around a while Zach I think he's done done a few competitions but the other like one is is Thomas Scanlon who's oh, he's 2004 yeah, yeah. <laughs> how old does that make him 16 17 18 18 18 um, so yeah and then the other one is Thomas Scanlon who kind of came out of the woodwork and did North Island's like Jack said and just was like oh yeah I'm going to open up my deadlift with 270 what of it and uh, I actually remember Thomas in the warm up room and it was really it was really weird but, well it wasn't weird it was interesting because he was like warming up the deadlift with like a really close grip and like every rep that he was doing all the way up to like 220 yeah he was on the smooth and I was like bro like what are you opening with he's like 270 I was like bro none of those reps are locked out like what are you doing and he's like oh no I'm just like saving my grip like I don't want to tear my hand on the callus because I'm not going to warm up by holding the grip and I was like bro like I was like okay you're playing checkers bro he's playing 40 (laughs) checkers bro I'm like (laughs) just so man went four from nine at North Islands yeah when you pulled 270 in 2015 what's that remember you when you pulled 270 at in like 2015 or something 20 uh oof. whatever yeah he's yeah. like he's like he's like way ahead of you he's like bro i i was like okay and like he squatted without knee sleeves and yes. and just uh like without knee sleeves yeah and just like mind me off who's that jack no <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, in a sense, yeah. Um, and he and he was just squatting in like fucking metcons. Um, you know the the thing that like separates him and what what makes me think that he's going to be a good lifter someday if he sticks with it is like he's got a 140 bench. Like sub juniors historically don't have great benches because it, like bench is kind of something that develops with like musculature over time. But the dude's jacked as hell, and he's benching 140. Like I mean, he only got one bench, but like, like Evie said, he's he's hey, definitely <laughs> he's rough around the edges. He's rough around the edges, but the other thing I'd like to point out is he weighed in under eighty kilos. Yeah, yeah. he yeah. was seventy nine point five, so he actually outpoints us, um, Zach. He's Did he? on eighty seven oh, okay. points right. to to. Um, Oh, sorry, no, not quite, but he's very close, just right. due yeah, to yeah. the being so, so light. He could potentially win the overall, and then Zach win the... the ah, good point, yes. yeah. Yeah, yeah. If he continues to weigh in that light, maybe he's put on some mass, but it wasn't that long ago, so yeah. it seems unlikely. So I think, like, like I remember his, like, 270, and I was like, yep, yeah, 280, and he went to 285 twice and missed it twice. So I think, <laughs> I think ideally, he's learned from that comp. Yeah, ideally he's learnt from that comp, and I think he'll um, he'll put a lot more on his total. But you know, then again, like I'm looking at Zach's nominated 240 squat, and like I said, a potentially a 250 double the other day. So 
who knows eh? it's going to be an interesting one but you know just to before we move on from here another really interesting lifter from this class or in the sub juniors is uh where is it Ahmed Shihata so yeah. he's a 105 bench. yeah with a big Whoa. ass bench <laughs> so his nominations are 220 180 260 and those are from Wellington Central oh, I think it's Wellington Central Regionals yeah I think it is um and that was pretty heavy sandbagging and that was during Ramadan as well so he was like taking training pretty cruisy um, and obviously not eating or drinking throughout the competition uh, if, I, if I'm not mistaken that's what I think I recall um, and he's done numbers way way better than that so uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how he goes interestingly enough when you filter out sub juniors from 2022 he doesn't show up for some reason um, which is annoying but on, on open IPF that is but he's done a novice comp and I think he squatted like Oh, like 250 or something like that and he pulled like he's going to do a lot more than that um, he's actually got quite a decent following on Instagram um, but yeah big bencher he's actually coached by <laughs> fucking it's with the 105 oh, he's coached by Maui's. 105 junior what about sub junior oh he's a sub junior oh sorry yeah he's a subby bro uh... He's coached by Jackson Hinch. You remember this name? Oh, yeah. Jaden Hill. Jaden Wilcock. Jaden Wilcock, yeah. Jaden Wilcock. Commonwealth 2015. Ooh, that's the one. <laughs> Fuck. He's still got records. He's a strong <laughs> dude, though. Was Tom, Tom Hart's little protege. Yeah, he was, eh? Um, anyway, so I think the battle for best overall level is going to come down to those three guys. Uh Honestly, like, it's cliche as fuck, but whoever makes the most lifts will probably win that. Um, I don't know if it's cliche so much as just um, true. Like a good strategy, someone might say. Yeah, good point. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's kind of how the uh, the sub-juniors will, will kind of unfold. Um, so going into Group B, we have the junior men, 59 to 83. This one's going to be interesting. Um, what did you guys get here? We've got actually, I'll, I'll kind of outline it first. We've got basically in this session, we've got uh, 74s, which is going to be the Ben Cord Lee show. And we've got an 83 class that is actually quite competitive and a little bit more competitive than it actually looks on paper. So, yeah, what did you guys come up with? Yeah, I'll talk a little, little bit about Ben. Um, like, he's an incredible lifter, honestly. Like, we haven't, apart from. Okay, let's talk about let's talk about elite lifters, right? There's elite, but then there's like different tiers of elite, right? You've got like your top top tier, like Brett Gibbs, Tim Monagari, and the level. And you got like your kind of like tier twos, like a step down, where that's like really good, but not quite at the top. You got like your Jamie Kings, your John Strackens. And I think Ben is like like tier two for sure. Like he's fucking really really good. And we haven't seen another 74 junior do what he does, like apart from when Tim was a junior. Yeah, I I agree. You actually make a really good point there. Um, I think his sort of... It's really easy to get overshadowed in the 74 class in New Zealand. Uh, you can be really strong and you can put... Especially, he's so young, 2001. Like, what does that make him, like, 21? 
um and ben's yeah. been lifting for a while too and he continually progresses so progress, yeah. yeah uh so yeah i think i think you're right on the money there um i think he is going to go for i'm looking potential bench record um i think it is at 150 something ish let me double check um it is is that tim uh 55 55 yeah yeah i think it was tim yeah oh no it's one oh it's 57 actually oh yeah 57 but he's he benched 150 he benched 155 recently so he's probably gonna take a stab at it to be honest Mm, we'll see i'm handling him oh are you (laughs) yeah i uh why not bro 58 let's go i um, (laughs) i'm i'm stepping in for kedrick because kedrick's actually in malaysia up until well i think he gets to new zealand on like sunday or something and then he flies into palmerston north on the monday and obviously ben's lifting on the monday so alongside others i'm going to be handling him on the day so we'll see how it goes i mean i have to have a yarn with him and see what his goals are just regarding like whether he wants to push for best junior i don't know yeah i think he's in the mix but it would be 3.99 yeah he's definitely there i think his main goal is to do commonwealths so yeah which is why he dropped back to 74 for that so i think he originally wanted to do 83 um so yeah his training the... his training looks good training's looking really good he hit squat looks good yeah yeah i think what he has as well is like like you said like he's been competing for a little while now and he's got some good experience under his belt like i feel like in the juniors it's sort of a weird mix where you get some people who are like you know they're really really fresh to the sport they're still quite inconsistent they might make those little technical errors mm. and they're not quite lifting to comp standard and ben is not one of those people like he definitely is is much more consistent and lifts lifts to the standard so you can kind of rely on him yeah he's got a good head on his shoulders though yeah so, i mean that too and a lovely guy yeah <laughs> yes exactly um so outside of that we've got a little bit of a battle in the 83s um so also like it's pretty mean seeing eight people in this class that's great yeah once again 83s is is quite populous could you imagine if you had the eight like if it was just open like yeah all these all the sub juniors i'd be so happy (laughs) that'd be so good that would just really make my day i'd come like 10. (laughs) so leading the nominations here for uh the 83 juniors and probably actually pushing for best overall junior is uh matt trainer so he's coming in with he's coming in with one of these nominations that is not a comp total so matt's best total let me just check this 685 yeah so he so in the nominations this year yeah so in the nominations he's nominated with the 735 total with the 270 squat 170 bench and 295 deadlift but his actual best comp numbers are a little bit less than that 250 160 and 275 for a 685 total um and those all come from yeah regional champs this year so i'm thinking 
uh, and we had this conversation prior to this uh the nomination, the nomination form, I think, asked for best lifts over the last twelve months. Uh, that's what Evie tells me. I'm not competing, so I wouldn't know. Um, so some of the nominations that are on the sheet aren't actually comp lifts that have been completed. They potentially gym numbers. Um, yeah, so these are potentially numbers that he's good for. Apparently not in competition yet. So I'm intrigued to see how this goes because if he can total seven thirty five, that is, I think better than Mahaki's national record it also gives him a point score of 101 which is like yeah pretty hard to chase down insane yeah like he'll be he'll be outpointing some of the probably many of the open classes yeah um for those um I think something to note about his his actual comp total at 685 from Wellington champs was that he he missed two squats and one of each of his bed, uh, bench and deadlift in that comp. So potentially, like, that does indicate he's capable of more as long as he um, can get those lifts. Like, going back to whoever makes the most lifts, biggest yeah. total wins. <laughs> he um, He's a strong dude, and it's it's really interesting because I was kind of keeping tabs on him. I think last year, because Mahaki was yeah. still competing as an 83 junior. Wow. Um, that would have been, been a great battle. Uh, to be honest, I don't think it's as close as it looks. Uh, you know, he hasn't done these numbers in competition. Uh, yeah, no, he hasn't. Looking at his training... But, like, like any, it, any 83, they can get 700. It's yeah. Like, oh, it's massive. Like, don't get me wrong. Really yeah. We, we have only had, like, maybe, I don't know, Brett, him, Mahaki. Yeah. And Dean Price. Dean, Dino, yeah. Maybe 83s have gone over 700. I think that would be the interesting thing to see is like does he go over 700 because yeah. um, that would be huge and I, like, I don't think he's going to do what he's nominated there I mean fuck I'd be love, I'd love to be proven wrong but like looking at his training like I saw some deadlifts that weren't really locked out and like squats like that were RP like RP7 but looked 9 um, so yeah. I don't know that's just from a quick view but I don't think we'll see 735 but I'd love to be proven wrong. Hey, if we see a 700, that's still great. Yeah, that's I awesome. Mean, that's the thing, actually, is that even even his um, current comp total of 685, we're looking at a, a 250 squat, a 160 bench, and a 275 deadlift. Like, it's really, it's nothing to sneer at. Um, no, not at all. <laughs> nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was ahead of second place. Yeah. And he would probably come second in the open. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, and then outside of that, we've actually got a little bit of a battle. Powder from Wellington is once again another nomination that is not quite his best numbers. That's those are gym numbers. I think he's so he's coming with a nomination of six thirty-seven point five, where his best total is actually six twenty-five. So not too far off. Um, and then behind him is Braden Knight another nomination that's lower than what he's actually done although i will say with brayden so he's coming at coming in with a 615 nomination he had a rough comp um in regionals which i think was like around 605 where he missed his first two squats on just like silly things i think first one was like balance and then he beat the call uh, and then he smoked it on his third and like he's a really good bencher um and then i think his last deadlift he jumped from like 240 to like 260 or like 230 to 255 or something like that and just missed it because um he fell backwards so i think if he can get his balance right he's gonna be in the mix um so him and powder 
potentially kind of in there. What I'm noticing here is all the Wellington Central guys are putting the gym up as well. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Um, And then outside of that, we've... Yeah. (laughs) Outside of that, we have Keenan and Kazu. Um, So... I'll, I'll, I'll try and keep this as short and sharp as possible as short and sharp as pos- possible Jesus um, I think Keenan will be pushing these guys I, I coach Keenan and he's like he's coming with a nomination of 210 150 230 he's squatted 220 since and he's benched 155 hopefully 160 by the time I hear from him next and he's deadlifted 230 again and he fucking tapers excellently um he is just one of those guys that like you know you like i think what do you finish his last cycle off at like two two ten i think or something like that and it was like a real massive grind and yeah somewhere around there and then like on the day he absolutely smoked 217 he got called from depth that's why there's only a 210 nominated there but i think he'll be pushing that sort of six 620 ish mark um so there'll be i think it's going to be matt winning i don't think there's really two ways about that and hopefully he hits that 700 total and then powder powder he's probably favorite for second and then i'd say Braden, keenan kazu kazu's a little bit hard to predict i think kazu's just slightly off based off of what i've seen i'm also handling him as well actually um so there's going to be like a nice little nice little um kind of cluster for second third and fourth uh Paura, he squatted I think he made like is a really interesting jumps at regionals he went to 210 on a squat for the opener and then he went to 222.5 and it was like okay but like not that great and then he jumped to 240 and it just got pinned by it and I was like where did that come from so I don't like if it uh no this was at regionals um nah he actually last time he did nationals he bombed out on squat so i'm looking at these three <clears throat> i guess like personally from my perspective uh powder and Braden. i'm looking at as stronger lifters than keenan but i'm also thinking keenan makes attempts and will put the right numbers on to get him into second or third and that's kind of where i'm thinking there um that being fair that being fair to Keenan, I actually think he's strong as shit, and I think he's going to put up some some really good numbers. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he squatted like two thirty, um, which is nothing to shy away from. So, we'll see how that goes. That I mean, that's just like, I guess for our listeners, that is uh, something you want to kind of keep an eye on, like that little cluster there for second, third, and fourth. Yeah, second, third, fourth, and fifth. Sorry, with Kazu in there as well always exciting to see like a good depth of competition in the junior classes yeah it's cool that's actually a perfect transition into our next session which is on the tuesday so first session for tuesday is (coughs) the 93 juniors and the basically rest of the junior males uh 105 120 and 120 plus so let's just pull that up real quick 93 juniors this is gonna be yeah talk to me about this best classes to watch first of all it's uh a nine-man class very very deep um but like look at those nominations three people here over 700 
uh, with the fork like right there as well. Um, like that's ridiculous, man. Do you, remember, do you remember back in the day when it was only like Jamie King, um, Warren Lee, and was the other guy Jordan something? I've got a bit of trivia for you and the listeners, actually, uh, Jack. You might be too new for this, Evie, but can you can you tell me? This is this podcast is going to go forever, by the way. But fuck it, who cares? We'll just own it. Can you tell me the three lifters in the '93 junior class? Because historically, '93 juniors has always been awesome, and it continues to be that way. The three lifters in the '93 junior class that tied on the same total. I I know exactly what's going on. And can you tell me for extra credit what they totaled? It was. Tom Hart, Harrison something, Ford? Ah, uh, ah, uh, no, Harrison Ford's an actor. Oh, what's his name? Harrison something? I don't know, you're gonna have to tell me. Uh, and what's, his other, what's the other guy? I don't know that name. I'm gonna have a guess that the total was 687.5. So it was, yeah, Tom Hart. Wait, did you, how many did you say? You only oh. named... You only named two. I named one and a half. Oh. Harris so it was, Harris. It was Tom Hart. Yeah. Harris Butt. Okay. How can you forget that name? <laughs> There's no way he's listening, so don't worry about that. Um, and Ben Hanara. You remember Ben Hanara? Oh, Ben Hanara, yeah, yeah, from yeah. Wellington. And they all tied at nationals in 2016 in Christchurch on a 645 total all three of them and then the lighter man won which I think was ooh I actually don't even know who won yeah I think it was I think Tom was third and Ben was second yeah it was look how far look how far the class has come since then yeah 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 so anyway um, (laughs) back to what you were saying Um, okay so I'm gonna go through I'm gonna go through the top four um, so Matt Silver here is uh, seed number Sylvie. one. Sylvie. He, he, oh, Sylvie. 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 My bad. Uh, he is the most rounded, which is why he's seen first. Um, if you look at the distribution of his total between all three lifts, um, it's very well rounded. Um, he could potentially break Tim McEwen's squat record at 271, which is a very, very long standing record. Um, <clears throat> we got McDonald Manyaka. Uh, his squat is a little bit lacking, but that's a monstrous bench he's got there. Um, and potentially looking at breaking Dylan's record at 175. Um, next up, we got Brendan Orkamp. And he has got a solid squat. His bench is a bit lacking, and he's got a good deadlift. Reminds me of myself. Um, he has got the heaviest deadlift, so he's going to be the deadlift hero, pull for the win kind of guy. I like how everyone's got like a different kind of mix. So like it's like the characters in like a different distribution, eh? Yeah. And then we got Raynan, the dark horse. Um, he is, to be honest, he is actually a very, very all-rounded lifter himself. If you look yeah. at the distribution, he is just outshadowed by Matt Sylvie, who is just ten kilos stronger in every single lift. So, yeah, that's my breakdown of it. What um, did, did you look into this one, Evie? I did a bit, yeah. Um, what did you get? So, Matt Sylvie, I think, is... 
I think he's the more consistent one. I think he's going to win regardless. I looked at McDonald Munyaka's lifts on Instagram, and the guy is obviously strong, but I felt that it wasn't quite up to standard. Yeah. Um, it's through red lights from this. Yeah. Okay, what about his bench? Is he going to, is he going to get the bench? Well, he doesn't put... I mean, I didn't see a paused bench. Okay. I, haven't I only saw a touch-and-go bench. But, I mean, obviously he's paused... He, he's gotten a lift in comp, so he knows how to pause it. He just doesn't do it in training. Those are all his comp numbers. Like, his numbers are legit. Oh, well, there you go. No, no, no. Yeah. His numbers are legit, but um, oh, okay. so, just yeah, in but terms of, like... Just not in training. Yeah, all of his training, I was kind of like... And I feel like he uses a deadlift bar. I mean, did you look at... Did you look at them, Jason? Yes. Yeah, so I think... Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, oh, the deadlift bar is harder than a stiff bar. I'm telling you. Deadlift I've never used one, so I honestly don't know. It's um, a hot take from Jack. <laughs> yeah, so he... Um, I think he's, like, probably undoubtedly the strongest dude in this class. Like, the dude's just raw strength. I don't know if he's coached or not, but his training is a bit crazy. And, you know, the, the thing is, is I was look, watching his training, because I follow him quite closely because it's in my class and dude's strong as hell. And I was like, like his his squats actually never really pose too much, but his bench is like barely paused and his deadlifts are like barely locked out. And he, you know, uses a deadlift bar every now and then. And like, I was like thinking, looking at his training, going into regionals, being like, what is going to happen here? And the dude just rocked up hit pbs on every lift went nine for nine and i was just like well i was fucking wrong about that so i think like when it comes to him yeah and when it comes to him i was just like well dudes dudes obviously got it in him and he's strong as all hell like he's pretty light like 91 he came in at leading into provincials i mean his training doesn't look great based off what he's put up he put up like a 300 kilo deadlift on a deadlift bar apparently that's harder i don't know uh and then he missed like a 310 deadlift on a deadlift bar when easy bro bro the dude trains hard <laughs> like he sends it um yeah, in particular i was like oh. <laughs> yeah strong carb wire vibes oh that's, I was how many times will we reference oh just people that just send it all the time yeah i mean yeah, he's so really very strong, but I, I always like. He's the kind of dude that like. Make a little mental note about people like, you know, not lifting to the standard is because yeah. it's like, ah, oh, like you're gonna be set up for disappointment. Well, yeah, and but like you know, I think give. I don't know, like I said, I, I doubt he's coached, but like a bit of guidance, and he's seven fifty, seven sixty, easy, you know. Yeah. Um, this is where you make your plug, Jason. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's a free agent. Guys, <laughs> he's a free agent. I like that. Sign him. Get him a contract. Oh, so, because of how light McDonald is, um, him and Matt are quite close on points. Like, they're both on 95. It's the point four that kind of separates them, um, which puts them both above Ben for best junior male. Yeah. So that's kind of where the battle is. Um, Interesting. Um, yeah, so I want to... Sorry, you go on. Uh, just Brendan. Um, that total, it must be um, gym lifts because his best comp total is 655. So just... Oh. 
That a consideration. Quite, that's so, considerably different. <laughs> how did you, but so how did your research go on Brendan? I've never heard of Brendan. And the best total that I found was f- from a competition in South Africa. In South and, Africa, yeah. I actually... And like, part of me thinks that wasn't him. No, and it's I a different Brendan O'Camp. But all the ages just, line up and the weight lines up and the weight on the bar lines up as well. Yeah, I actually think I vaguely remember in my, you know, other position as the NZPF secretary um, receiving like a dispensation or something along those lines for him to compete at that comp. Like it sounds vaguely familiar to me. So I think it is him. And I think he just happened to be in South Africa and he was like, hey, I'm going to be in South Africa at this time. Like, do you, can I do this comp? Yeah, so at that comp then, if it is him, which it really does look like it was, is sorry uh he went 220 135 300 for 655 which is what you were referring to so he's nominated 250 142 320 for 712 yeah i i found him on instagram actually and he had he pulled like yeah he's pulled like 300 beltless i saw like an attempt with 310 against bands i saw a 300 against bands so like I don't think it's completely out of question, but I just, I don't think, I think, and I'll, I'll get into my analysis now, I think he's going to fall outside of the top three, and I think it'll be... Which is actually m- kind of, it's, it keeps things, it still keeps things interesting, because it puts Rain in, in top three, mm. but then it pushes him into that second cluster for five, six, seven, which are all really close as well. Yeah, good point. Yeah, I think I think you guys are right. Matt's going to come out on top. He's well rounded. He's coached by uh, James Schroeder, so I'm sure he'll like know where he's at and what he needs to do. McDonald, I just don't think I can put my money on him. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like, fun to watch them. yeah, yeah, he, he 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 doesn't have the better numbers. I mean, that's the the thing. I mean, him and Matt very similar in the deadlift, and uh, McDonald's got the bigger bench, and Matt's got the biggest squat so that's kind of what separates them or kind of what actually keeps them close together um but yeah i just yeah i think matt's actually fucking strong i remember him from a like he's been around kind of longer than you 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 think um he put up a really good total leading into nationals last year and then he actually hurt his back before nats and pulled out before it got canned um but yeah he's really strong I'm, i'm really intrigued to um i'm actually kind of intrigued to see him because he looks really tall but you know like some people look tall actually like you're like that evie you look tall on the platform because you're kind of like long you know <laughs> but you're not like you're not like short person build yeah. no i'm not short person. yeah so like people but you are like, small person, like yeah but you are just actually short just with long limbs yeah so it's, it's like long limbs thing i'm intrigued to see whether he's like that or not um, but anyway, dude's strong, so that'll be it. Um, Raynan is strong as hell too. Uh, another lifter that I was really excited to see at last year's nationals. He came through this year at Auckland's. He had a really good battle with Rafi, who we'll talk about soon in the 105s. Um, and he came out on top of that. And he's, he's nominated with 247, 150, 297. He had a really good day. I think he went nine from nine, if I'm not mistaken, and left a little bit in the tank with 297.5. So he's definitely going to go over 700 and he'll pull over 300 as well not to put much pressure on him but i really like him as a lifter i think he's really well polished 
and uh, I think uh, he's actually a really nice dude too, which helps. <laughs> um, so I think over three hundred. Yeah. That's gonna be so cool, eh? All in contention. Almost half the class. Yeah. Angus's deadlift record, which is two ninety point five. Yeah. We're up to that, eh? <laughs> and um, shout out to my guy Harry Newman in there as well. He's going to be putting a bit on his total. Yeah, he'll be pushing over six fifty, which will be interesting to see how yeah, he so kind of pushes. Like for, for fifth place, you're going to need six fifty plus. Yeah, which I think will be real interesting to see. So I think that's enough for the uh, ninety three juniors. So we'll move on down to the one hundred five. So what do you guys got there? The Heath Graham show. Yeah, I I just I just put down Heath to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Um, Heath is just so fun to watch, man. Like I, every lift he does is just he battles, and it's like really fun to see him fight through the lift. Talking yeah. about someone who is actually very tall. Yeah. He's long. He's long. He's so tall. Because he's squat, battling against he's gravity. Range of motion. Yeah. He's he's one of those like really impressive lifters because of that day eh? like like I don't want to say I don't want to say he doesn't look strong because like he's 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 kind of built but like he's he's just so long that it's like when you see it it's like fuck that's impressive you know if you see someone who's like really good in the like really well built in the squat or really well built in the deadlift like it looks like it's impressive with the weight on the bar but it's like almost like you like look at it and you're like that's like cheating like when you watch Heathlift, you're like, man, that's impressive. Yeah. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like it's impressive. It. Yeah, it's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. it's a you know, just not like you're not like this guy's not just taking yeah, advantage of his like mechanics. He's just a strong, dude. Yeah, because like I guess mechanically he's probably only built for deadlifting because he's long. Yeah. But like he's got a good squat and good bench. And his like. bench is mean, bro. He benched like 180 yeah. or something. He's fucking mean. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm keen to see what he can do. So, um, <laughs> outside of that, uh, we've got Rafi in there who's coming fresh off of IPF Worlds. Do you have any comments on that? Evie, were you with him, and how did he feel about that? Yeah, it was interesting, actually. Like, I think the, the general feeling among the whole team was, like, it's another, it's a whole other beast, like, competing at a Worlds event. Um, but I think what's cool is, like, Rafi really came off of that like super excited like it really like lit him up and he was like you know really excited to do better and particularly like seeing how high the standard is at worlds that he was like oh like i need to be lifting you know to, to a higher standard basically like the standard that he was lifting at before was not sufficient like he really had to focus on squatting deep enough and um that kind of thing so i think like it's it was a cool experience for him that um He's definitely going to come back a better lifter from it, perhaps not stronger at this comp because obviously the turnaround is pretty quick um, and quite a few of us caught COVID afterwards. So that like was all of you. not ideal, <laughs> pretty much the whole team. <laughs> so um, yeah, but but definitely I think a better lifter from, from the experience. Um, I think that like, experience is sorry, very similar to anyone that, I think that experience is very similar to anyone that does their first international. It's kind of eye-opening being like, holy shit, there's all these other people, like, you know, outside of New Zealand, and they're freaking strong. It kind of, just kind of, like, lights a fire in you. Like, it definitely did for me when I did my first Oceanias in 2014. 
and like saw the Australian team and the Nauruan team and I'm like, holy yeah. shit, like ridiculous. Like I thought I was like pretty strong, but like, nah, <laughs> this is, yeah, this is yeah. real strong. That, that like big fish in a little pond. Yeah, that's exactly, yeah. yeah. And we, I mean, we were like, wow, everyone's way more jacked than we are. Like we- That's really always the case, eh? <laughs> everyone's always like, oh, I'm so small and like not jacked at all. Yeah, you... we did not look jacked compared to the lifters there. Yeah, you just get like, well, I mean, like, think about like Bobby Butters in your class, and it's just like, holy shit. Yeah, she's next level A. Um, but anyway, what I, I was going to say, I think, you know, it's a smart, like, I don't know what made the decision or what pushed him this way, but I think with the short turnaround, it's smart for Rafi to go to 105. Um, it seems like he cuts a little bit of weight and, you know, just to kind of relieve a little bit of pressure going into this comp and just giving him a chance to, like, build momentum. I think uh, I think that'll really benefit him. Um, so, I actually think he's hoping for a potential spot on the Commonwealth's team, so... Oh, yeah. um, Better chance at probably 105. Yes. Yeah, well, yeah. that 93 class is stacked. Yeah, yeah. That's a smart move. That man's like, playing chess. Yeah, yeah to, be, chess. to be considering, <laughs> as we talk about this stuff, is that we've got commonwealth at the end of the year and there's an a team and a b team so potentially two people from each class no, is that potentially four people from each class no if, yeah because you get two people in the a team if a slot's not taken if a slot's not taken slots are going to be taken but uh, yeah potentially oh yeah yeah potentially maybe in the juniors maybe in like a really really competitive class yeah i want to kind of um i'll double back to that at the end and I want to talk about some of the criteria for that because I've got a little bit of a rundown there that I think is probably worth covering. And um, I also want to talk about the jury as well. Um, so we'll double back to that and I'm just going to use that as a bit of a teaser to, to keep people listening because I know people <laughs> listen to this stuff just to try and listen out for their name. Um, but yeah, anyway. Right, that, um, that one year I went to listen out for my name and it wasn't in there. Oh, oh right, bro. <laughs> um but just to round this off uh quick fire who you guys got for best junior male well hold up can we before that we can could we talk about this tyler junker junker oh uh, shit i didn't even see that yeah, holy he potentially break uh terry scott record junkie okay so we've got tyler janky I think Coming. I've actually met this guy, and I did not realize he was a junior. So he's nominated 312 squat, 150 bench, that's down a little bit, and then at 310 deadlift. Are those legit? I have no idea. Can we look it up? Yes, they are. They are. Don't worry, we're good. I've got it. Uh, and he missed 320 twice on the deadlift, so I'm interested to see how he goes. Good. Um, oh, it was a grip situation, is it? I don't know, but um, but super heavies normally do, right? Yeah, good uh, good find there, Jack. Uh, three twenty or three ten for a big dude. He's one hundred and fifty six kilos. Like that's a fucking good deadlift. You know, the bigger you get, the harder it is to pull. Uh, but anyway, quickly, best overall junior males from you two. It's uh, not easy to pick. I I didn't do points, so that's all you do. I'm Just saying off the Matt. top of your head. Matt um, Silvey, ninety three. Yeah. Uh, we... <sighs> you, you first, Jason. I'll go Ben Cordley. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. 
Okay. Jack, um, you, you have to choose something different. I'm going to go... Go Matt Trainer. I'm going to go Matt Trainer actually. Oh, yeah, it's good call. Yeah. Because <clears throat> he's not on this fucking list for some reason. He doesn't show up when you filter out juniors. So mm. does it a couple of times. Okay, anyway. Yeah. He's, he's the... I don't know. I don't know betting terms, but the one who's like the higher. Underdog um, or favorite? No, favorite. no, not the favorite. He's like the underdog. more risky choice, but like could earn you lots. Underdog. Oh, yeah, yeah, that is underdog. Because like his nominated total would be 101, but he hasn't hit it in comp. So. Well, if he pulls that out, then like he's. he's oh, he he's blows the miles in, out yeah. of the water. Do you, yeah. do, you mean, do you mean dark horse? Is that the term? No. I don't know if it's a dark horse. I feel like. Maybe there isn't a term for that in bidding. If you know the term, <laughs> let us know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Write in the comments. TAB. <laughs> Comment down below. Okay. Uh, all right. And moving on to session four, which is the second session on Tuesday, we have all masters females. We actually have three groups in the session so it's going to be a uh, pretty gnarly session if you're a spot spotter and loader um so probably not a whole lot to go over in this session um i want to talk about a couple of lifters um and like the likely favorites for best masters I actually got a question for you guys i was talking about this talking to paul about this in the gym tonight is it like they do best masters right so you got best m1 m2 m3 so on and so forth do you do like a best masters best like master yeah is that a thing because he seemed to reckon it was and i was like i've never heard of that but maybe i'm just tripping out i think it might be but i think it might not always be a thing it annoys me that i don't know that mm. if that's a thing then should best overall junior include sub junior as well I have a feeling that at this comp, they're just doing a best overall open masters. Oh. Like it's oh. Just well, if you th okay, think about it like this, like usually you'd have, or you could potentially have like a masters nationals and you'd probably have best yeah. masters in yeah. that, right? So maybe it's yeah. up to like the federation. Yeah. I mean, I oh, suppose, yeah. yeah, I think it's really- I guess it would actually. How you choose like, yeah, how you choose to, divvy up prizes or whatever yep. yeah I just never like I don't know I just, just didn't think they did that but anyway um, a couple of things to note there so this is the first session will be actually both sessions are all yeah it's easier just to kind of explain it as all <laughs> masters females so I think um, <clears throat> a couple of notable names there are Sarah Surtees or Sarah Surtees sorry she's a 52 um, and she's coming in with a nominated total of 342.5, which is pretty decent. She, her good lift points are 87.48. And out of the Masters ones, she's uh, a pretty clear front runner. But behind her is Rochelle Jessup, uh, also coached by Jan Schroeder. Uh, she's a very strong lifter. She's actually, I think, I can't remember whether she did compete in the Open or not in the past. Um, but she's she was a she was a once was a 72 now a 69 and um she's got some really good numbers there as well so i'd be keeping an eye on those two uh in the m2 i would be looking at Emmy talia she's coached by dom basibus of new zealand powerlifting academy and she has a 
a big old 200 kilo or a two dollar deadlift um so yeah i think those are kind of the main ones that we're looking at there uh ellie costner actually also she'll be going up against Emmy talia um both in the 84 plus kilo class uh <clears throat> ellie's numbers are she's like 50 kilos behind Emmy, but um her numbers that she did she was injured i was actually at that comp that was at uh northlands regionals so expect her to be a little bit closer to Emmy, but probably not that close um and really that's pretty much all there is to kind of note from that janelle uh, i think she's one worth noting in the under 84s m1s um another and i'll talk about this a little bit as we get further into the podcast but another lifter who has come back from world powerlifting um and she's a northern lifter as well very strong in the under 84s actually coached by john so uh, i'm interested to see what she does there she always seems to like cruise through comps so uh it'd be cool to see her back doing nationals and i'm sure she'll uh she'll she'll do pretty well so i think sarah for best m1 and probably me for best m2 and then m3s there's no way they're listening so we'll uh move on from that probably like cherry or something one note to make um is that although rochelle is currently sort of um sitting two points behind sarah she has hit 90 gl points before which would put her in first and that was about i think that was last year she hit a 435 433.5 total so i think she could potentially it just depends how well her um training's been going cool well, that'll be good because those two will like you'd assume they're both looking at each other um sarah i think is coached by carly yeah so yeah they'll they'll definitely be kind of keeping an eye on each other and that'll probably be the main battle throughout that one um yeah megan jeffrey's also a strong lifter as well and obviously we've got anna claire thompson in there too in the under 69 class and she's kind of working her way back into things she's a previous world champs lifter so i'm sure she'll mm. be um pushing and we should that shout total her out there also for um being one of our national referee examiners and she will be throughout the week taking people through their national yeah. referee exams so should be putting in a lot of mahi so appreciate that um to her. yeah hard out uh also actually let's right coach nikki berger she's doing her first ever nationals and she's nominated first so that's gonna be interesting to see how she goes she's very fresh to the sport so i think this will be just the beginning for her um she's a strong farm girl <laughs> um okay so moving moving into the next session which is the masters means and that's the m2 and m1 and uh i'm actually spotting and loading for this session which i'm like concerningly excited for uh i didn't get a chance to spot and load and like well like it just people think it's weird when i say that but like i i also get excited about spot loading because i think when you like never get to do it yeah it's kind of fun to do something that is like hands-on but like you're so involved mindless like you don't really have to think too hard about it and i just yeah, like you're, you're right there um platform what is it called platform coordinator what's the main yeah Head, or head, head spotter, spotter. yeah, head yeah. Spotter. Then, then it's then it's nice i'm head spotter yeah if you're not that guy oh yeah. <laughs> but i know all the plates like you know like 
Yeah. I mean, if you have a good one and like runs a tight ship, then it's like yeah, nice to spot and load it. I just think it. If it was the um, if you're back spotted for the like 120 men, but but that's 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 like exhilarating. Like I remember spotting Joe Whitaker at the um, record breakers in like 2017 or something when he squatted 383, and I was like, oh my god, this is gonna fucking kill me. But like, it's it's cool. And then like I remember like giving out like a lift off to Brett. Gibbs and he benched like 217 at like 85 kilos or something. I don't know. It's just like you just kind of feel like you're involved. You almost um, like feel the energy of the lift as well. Yeah. You yeah. Feel. You get like a, a bit of a buzz off it. Yeah. It's a thrill. Um, yeah, it is a thrill. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I've got an interesting kind of couple of notes here on this. So this is yeah, M1 and M2. Now, I think interestingly enough, the battle for best m1 is going to come down to who wins out of edwin and darren edwin's nominations are wrong he's totaled what yeah, much more they're, than that they're both wrong and i was like i don't really know i think they genuinely like forgot what they lifted i think <laughs> because darren well we are talking about masters yeah when you have that masters man <laughs> darren is only off by 2.5 kilos but i was like what a weird number to like he definitely forgot. Like his, his his total from earlier in the year was six eighty five. Yeah, that's what's on Goodlift. Um, yeah, on, no, you're right. Yeah, so anyway. he definitely forgot. <laughs> um, so yeah, this is gonna be interesting, and it's cool because both these guys train at our gym at North Shore Barbell, um, and like we give them a bit of stick and they give each other a bit of stick. So it's gonna be really intriguing to see how this plays out. Edwin's. Uh, like what is Edwin? Edwin's nominated at six forty. Darren at six eighty two point five. But Darren's totaled seven hundred. Edwin's yeah, Edwin, only totaled six. Was his actual total? Yeah. I don't know why it's in there. His best six. total was six sixty seven. But that was with a one twenty bench, and he's since benched one forty five. So he's like his best ever bench is one thirty seven point five, and um, he's actually now being coached by Kedrick and his bench is just like blowing up so i think that's always been what's really let him down probably alongside execution so having a like a coach there and having the bigger bench is going to make this battle better it would be even better if there's, there's you know there's another guy pete bevington he's kind of in the mix with these guys and they went head to head in 2020 um but he's not there i think he's injured so yeah, yeah i think the next- the next three closest after Darren are all not competing. So Pete Bevington, Craig McMillan, and David Cooper um, are all out. And I know Pete and David, I think, have both applied for dispensation for um, uh, Commonwealth. So they might, you know, we it'll be interesting to see kind of how that one plays out and who kind of gets a spot. Yeah. So Craig's actually M2. That's why it's not. He's he's actually in there, but he's uh, I'll talk oh, about him soon. Bad. Yeah. But it, when you when you look at it through OpenIPF, it, it comes through as an M1. Which is, I think, because, like, technically, like, he's not advantaged by being an M2. So it kind of has them in that uh, category as well. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I think that's what that will come down to is, like, whoever wins that gets best overall. Um, not to, like, shit on anyone else, but, like, I think that's just kind of the fact of the matter. Um, and then going into M2, we have a very similar scenario which I kind of just alluded to before, which I think will determine the best M2 lifter 
and it will kind of be a case of who wins out of Craig and Simon. Mm. Um, so we've got Craig coming through with a nominated total of 632.5 um, and, and Simon with a nominated total of 560, but don't read into that because uh, Simon has definitely totaled more than that before. He's actually totaled. Let me have a look. In the 93 kilos, because he's kind of jumped back and forth a little bit, he has totaled... Two, oh, 652.5 so 20 kilos ahead of what craig has there so yeah um, i can speak a little bit about simon um yeah yeah go for it a couple of people who kind of um i don't know what the term is dropped off during the start of the year um i think due to COVID from last year um didn't really carry on training throughout the holiday period so came in kind of like a little bit demotivated um wasn't sure what he wanted to to do competition wise um realize that commonwealth was at the end of the year and you know he had potential to make the team. that i think he made this made a decision to compete in the 93s instead of the 105s um that he normally does um crapping into was it north islands that he did i think it was the north islands yeah. yeah it was just wanted to focus on i think this cut um not worry too much about the numbers and just qualify um because you obviously need to qualify in order to make your class for nationals and then commonwealths um so i think for this prep he will actually have some training under his belt um <laughs> which would be good to see um and yeah who, who knows what he's going to pull out it's probably it going to be like looks like his training is going pretty good um, it does look like it's going pretty good yeah you know he likes to like on stuff and like say it's trash all the time but it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah <Yes>. he is he's <laughs> a bit of a um, what do you call someone who's like a self-deprecator self-deprecator um, yeah. he funnily enough actually craig's best total is 653 and simon's best total as a 93 if I'm not mistaken, is 652.5. So Craig has a 0.5 kilo lead all time on Simon. So probably whoever comes in healthier, you know, at a yep. guess. So that'd be cool. You know, it's just like, you know, a lot of these Masters lifters kind of, you know, they're used to just not necessarily competing, but just like in it to for self-progression and just you know to put together a total on the platform and probably enjoy the experience more than anything so to see like a couple of battles in there i think is pretty cool yeah um, i just think simon of... is actually quite competitive oh, yeah. <laughs> quite he's very competitive he's very competitive yeah um yeah so that's well, going to be interesting well, only two in that class anyway um he secures a spot for the commonwealth team assuming he doesn't bomb i guess Mm. surely not maybe even so, yeah. wait i'm not gonna jinx this i'm sorry i think i'm gonna make a call here i'm thinking Ooh. this is a really hard one darren and edwin i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with Dazza. i saw him bench 166 tonight and that looked pretty good so i think that might just be too much to make the difference and just to get him fired up, because he'll probably actually listen, I'm going to go for Craig, because uh, I think <laughs> Simon will be really mad about that. And um, he knows, he, he sounds like he needs a bit of a kick up the ass as well. So, uh, we go. 
Yeah, that's Simon. Long, Simon.